TG Geeks, episode 178, July 16th, 2018. It is the eve of Comic-Con in San Diego. Welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery, sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Keith Lane. We're coming to you from TG Squared Studios in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm Ben Raginton, also coming to you from that hot place called Phoenix, Arizona. And we have an all-Comic-Con episode for you, and we're going to just get right to it. And this time on our all Comic-Con International in San Diego episode. God, have, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. We have Mr. Tony Kim, who is the CEO of the clothing line Hero Within. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Doing good. And hey. some of our listeners may remember we actually uh, briefly interviewed Tony. Yeah. Uh, when he was here in Phoenix, and we uh, uh, at two at the, years ago, two yeah. years ago at Comic Con, we interviewed uh, Tony at his table, and uh, I bought a jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's a really cool jacket. That was the um, that was that uh, infamous year of um, that crazy. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, the, the shooter and uh, uh, yeah, that guy. Change, yeah, oh, the geez. dramatic change in the weapons policy that really affected like. Comic-Cons from their, you know, their forwards. So yeah. crazy. Absolutely. So for those that don't know who Tony Kim is and what Hero Within is, can you give us just a little short uh, bio of you and where you came from and how you got into this business and, and what Hero Within? And then we'll talk about the really exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, like we just talked about, my geek origins really is based in Comic-Cons. And, you know, I started going to San Diego Comic-Con when I moved to California. Uh, this is now 13 years ago. Oh, my. And, and you know, I, I, man, you know, like many people, as soon as I went, I just realized that, it, you know, this was my, this was my people and this was my crowd and um, this is uh, where I belonged. And so... I yeah, instantly fell in love and started going ever since. Um, and then from that point on, I started um, uh, attending, like, uh, or I started after a few years of it. And this is like now in 2009, like, uh, 2010. I, uh, after uh, a few years of going, I realized that every year I'd come back and I would have missed something big, like, uh, geez, the first year I went, I didn't even know there were panels, you know. And, and, <laughs> Um, the, the, uh, I remember I, I woke up that morning and was like, Hey, I want to go to that, that Comic-Con that I've always hear about. Oh, and sure. Let's just go. Called, <laughs> yeah. I called up a buddy of mine, walked in, bought tickets at the door. Like <laughs> when you could saw, do that. Like, the whole, <laughs> saw, saw the whole floor. And then how long ago was that? Back. This is 2006. <laughs> My word before it became so, the insanity that it is now. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I came home and was like talking to somebody going, man, I don't know why 
same one would need need to go for four and a half days because I mean it's it's I saw you know most of it and someone asked me so what did you think of the panels and I was like what panels what are you talking about what's a panel <laughs> no idea that yeah it was a panel so um, so after a few years of kind of that of going and missing stuff and then other people going and missing stuff I realized you know I'm gonna like chronicle my experiences at Comic-Con, and so I started a website called Crazy4Comic-Con, the number 4Comic-Con.com, and I'm going to kind of write down maybe some maybe some tips, some tricks, something useful to, to kind of help someone like me um, come and maybe maximize their experience. And so um, that happened right kind of at the, the boom of Comic-Con, right there at 2009, 2010, and uh, I you know, discovered that a lot of people really enjoyed those tips. And so I, I went from San Diego and expanded it to other conventions and, and started at that point, started uh, traveling to different shows and um, didn't getting invited to moderate panels. And so I started like really investing in the comic con community through this website. Well, through that experience, I was wanting to look a little more professional. I wanted to be, have a little bit more of a, you know, look, look a little more like a grown-up. And I realized that, uh, you, know, you know, I realized that uh, there's nothing really, a lot of options when it came to apparel for guys that reflected our fandom. I mean, there was uh, the T-shirt and the, you know, the hoodies and that kind of thing. But, um, uh, you know, I just, I, I was like, where is all the clothes? And then in the past probably five years, we've really seen this, this proliferation of, of women's wear when it came to fandom and through companies like her universe and that kind of thing. And, and I was like, man, where is, where is it for the guys? And so after doing a ton of research and talking to a lot of people, I um, kind of set out to start something myself. And so back in uh, 2015, we, we launched like a prototype blazer at that time. And then uh, from that point on, I had a, a you know just a strong enough response to where we returned back to San Diego Comic Con. We launched our company here within, and um, you know we basically do sophisticated geek apparel for guys. And then we eventually, um, about uh, whatever eight months later, we launched our women's women's side as well. And so we're still a relatively young company, and but it's been an incredible journey and crazy roller coaster ride experience. And my favorite thing is that. Our our story is kind of linked very closely with San Diego Comic Con. You know, that's kind of right. how I discovered who I was. While well, I was passionate about um, how this company launched, and then every year when we return, it really signifies a milestone for right. our company. Well, you have a huge milestone for this year. You you primarily yeah. prior to uh, this Comic Con. You uh, focused on the DC uh, universe of fandom. Yeah, uh, just looking at Wonder your... Woman, I, the the Wonder Woman jacket. Oh, the Wonder Woman jacket is, oh is amazing. But yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. But yeah, but I was <laughs> as just, well as all the other Wonder Woman. Yeah, stuff, I'm looking at your yeah. website right now, and, and yeah, it, it's very very DC. But, but this year, <laughs> got we've something. Been, um, we've we've grown to be included into the Marvel family. Yay! Fantastic! Yeah. You are a cross uh, comic universe uh, company now, so that's, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, the, we, the, the parallel universe has 
Uh, we're like colliding. Our universes are colliding. And so back in March, we announced our uh, official license with Marvel. Very excited about that. And we basically were at a, um, we were at, where were we at? We were at New York Comic Con. And we got approached by somebody that um, had connections with Marvel and just basically said that we uh, would love to connect you with, um, with Marvel. And I didn't think much of it. I thought that uh, it was just kind of like, you know, you hear things like that all the time when you're yeah. at a booth. And, but then shortly after, Marvel contacted us and so they reviewed our material and would love to work with us. And so uh, we cool. uh, finalized the deal and was able to announce it back in March. And so we've been in um, heavy development since that time. And it's tough because, you know, nothing seems to come out fast enough and quick enough and everything. It's, you know, just to go through the R&D process always takes, it's twice as much or twice as long and twice as expensive to get through everything. But we are, are um, what, 10 days away from Comic-Con. And so our, our plan is to unveil the collection uh, there. And uh, so we're super excited and, and really appreciative of uh, all the support from, um, you know, sites like yourself and, and other fans who are um, eagerly anticipating the release of the collection. Yeah. Well, so- uh, the, the DC stuff is, is fantastic. I can't wait to see what you've got planned in terms of Marvel. What I'm curious about is, you know, I don't know if it's the case with DC, but uh, when you're beginning to roll out or at least uh, come up with ideas for Marvel comic-themed clothing for adults, did it have to go through any kind of a clearing process with Marvel to, you know, where they say, yeah, we like this, or no, we don't like that, or anything along those lines? Uh, sure. There's a, a, a little bit of a process. I mean, it... It, fortunately, I mean, Marvel is often work with. I mean, they, they are, um, as you can imagine, there's because of the parent company Disney. There's there's quite a process to, to go through. It's it's um, it's a um, I mean a very uh, thorough process, approval process. And they were, I mean, they're great. They for the most part, I think they really give um, a lot of freedom and liberty to their creators. Um, it, the, the, probably the the main two variables that affect anything are um, the the brand usage, and so anytime you are using the logo of a character, it has to be represented in a certain way. So they're very specific about that. So um, you know when it comes to the size or placement or color or whatever, so all that stuff is, is fairly important. Certainly, if they're involved, like the likeness of of characters, actors, that sort of thing, but my clothes don't do that. Um, and and, and uh, there, there certainly are recommendations. They give some recommendations based on a, a variety of things, as far as like what's popular, what movies out right now, what's around the corner, blah blah blah. But uh, for the most part, they've been really great to to work with. And um, um, yeah, I think that it's, as long as the, the piece is compelling and you could make an argument for it, then then you're usually in good shape. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's been it's been great. I think the biggest thing is just that um, the the process itself is sort of a multi-phase process. It just takes time to go through it. And so, when you're launching a, a multiple piece collection, it can get a little bit like um, it's a, you know, it, oh, this piece is on phase two, and this piece is on phase four, and this piece is still in phase one, and then you know, so it's just like it's a little bit of a juggling act mm-hmm. that sort of get pushed through a whole collection because of the multiple phases and multiple pieces and multiple conversations about each one. So, 
So that part's a little bit, uh, it's, a, it's a little crazy, but, uh, but overall, awesome. So what's I'm just you you just touched on something that I'm very curious about and that's the different phases of development as you're working on some of these clothing. So I mean let's let's pick on something that uh, is already out. We'll use the the Wonder Woman denim jacket, which is which is what I have and and I absolutely love it, and it's a very very popular item every time we go by one of your booths. What was the phase development in coming up with something like that? Um. So so what do you mean? Like what? Uh... How do, yeah. uh, so so um, you, you, you come up with this idea, oh, let's make a Wonder Woman jacket, a Wonder Woman denim jacket. So how do you, I mean, what, what's, what are oh, the different the stages, okay. yeah, the process and getting that realized? Yeah, so, you know, I think at, you know, because we're a young company and um, because the, our, our um, I mean, really who we are and what we're doing and developing, it, it's continually evolving. I mean, we're like any like any young company, I mean, we have to sort of uh, adjust and flex and kind of um, what I love about going to, to Comic-Con, various Comic-Cons, is you get a chance to have, like, great interactions with different uh, different consumers about what they love, what they're interested in, what really resonates with them. The uh, the Wonder Woman jacket was certainly a, uh, a game changer for us um, just because it, it, it introduced uh, a lot of different things. I mean, just the, the idea of of uh, celebrating a heroine versus a, a male hero, but then that, that being a product for men as well as for ladies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that kind of stuff has really shifted our thinking a lot, a lot of times in regards of what we're going to produce. Um, and then also that bringing in um, female fans into the booth. Uh, Cause before, before the, the um, we had women's wear, we were only allowed at that time to, to market and develop for men, and so wow. uh, then we got the, then we got the women's license, and then we expanded it to dresses and that kind of thing. But the point being is that bringing women into the booth uh, has also sort of changed our company as well. You know, just because we're having more and more conversations. And so I think one of the things that um, when we decided with this Marvel collection that we were like, you know, we're going to create a, a certain piece that um, you know our, our company. I don't I don't believe uh, you know one of our um, uh, what, one of our phrases that we say is that, uh, and it's on our website, that you know we create uh, timeless fashion for timeless fandom. And, uh, you know, we're not necessarily trying to innovate like a brand new type of uh, coat or necessarily innovate a brand new type of like style that's never been seen before. We want to take uh, styles that you know and love like the blazer, the denim jacket, the peacoat, and like integrate the fandom into it to where you can um, probably one of the biggest things I've heard people say is that, Hey, I can wear that to work, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to be able to, to take something that you know and love to integrate it into, um, into uh, clothes that can allow you to go to work, go to an event, go on a date, like um, to, to look nice. And, um, but to sort of have this like subtle integration. So, so for us, you know, when we take a, a, a take a piece, I really think through the, um, uh, not uh, not just the um, what's sort of trending and hot and what's sort of like around the corner, but then also what's the essence of that character, you know, and, and how can that character be represented in a way that is true to that character, but at the same time um, also kind of brings in like something new and fresh to our collection. So, uh, so you know, we, we uh, 
the the process has been um, we're we're just to sort of tease kind of what we're uh, working on. We you know we made a couple of uh, Avengers pieces, like general Avengers pieces that sort of represents uh, all the characters. And um, you know when we do something like that, we want to. That's also a little bit of a challenge because that's multiple characters, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you can't sort of focus on one, but you kind of have to have all of them sort of represented in some way. And so uh, we have one that's very uh, traditional in a, in a body style that's um, a, a pretty familiar, um, but it's uh, subtle, it's classy, and, uh, uh, but it has a, um, a modular piece to it that you can sort of change out uh, different characters and I'm so sorry, I mean, it's super cryptic, but... Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well, no, understandable, sort of re- understandable. Yeah, it'll be all be revealed shortly, but, um, but you know, so something that is customizable to where it's like it can sort of reflect certain individuals. And then we have another piece that um, is a little bit more out there. It's got a little bit more, like, it's more bold. It's got uh, all the characters represented. And um, so we have one that's a little bit more on the subtle side that has, like, a, a very small customizable feature on it. Another one that's very bold, something that's very out there, that's all the characters are represented. And um, so, you know, kind of two different options. And um, uh, so, so, you know, when we, in the development process, um, we're, again, just trying to make it where it's fun, it's exciting, it's uh, very, something that's unique to, the, to the, that character. But also something that's somewhat familiar to, something that's not completely out there, you know, like we're not... Um, you know, we're not trying to like, hey, we're going to bring back like super big collars, you know, and we're going to or bell bottoms or, you know, we're not trying to oh, like why not? necessarily <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're necessarily trying to uh, create a like whole new style of a coat. You know, you're not, you're not trying but, to be a fashion it, designer. No, you, uh, you're we, just yeah, integrating uh, current. Yeah, integrating it. Yeah. Integrated into, into, into timeless fashion that you know and love, you know, yeah. so. Um, so that's, that's fun, you know, to kind of do it that way because, um, uh, you know, it's fun to kind of take things that are sort of, um, traditional and, and cleverly integrating, uh, our sort of concepts into them. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited. It's been, um, I mean, it's been a labor of love, blood, yeah. blood, tears, all that good stuff. So, so l- since we're, this episode releases two days before Comic-Con start, starts, uh, we're, this is yeah. going to be the 16th. What can you share with us that you've got in that you can share publicly yeah. that you're going to yeah. have? Oh, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely can share that uh, we have, um, I mentioned a couple pieces that reflect the Avengers. Right. Um, we have a, uh, a Captain America piece that I'm really super excited about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very, 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 uh, very subtle, but also just like very... Um, it's hard to explain. It's very subtle, but it's very not. You know, it's um, uh, anyway. The Captain America piece I'm really uh, jazzed about um, a uh, a Thor piece. You know, Thor doesn't get as much as much love. I mean, there's a ton of love for that character, but there's not a lot of uh, pieces out there for him. Well, and he's kind and of so, Thor about uh, that, huh? Yeah, yeah so I'm excited. <laughs> uh, we have a, a, a Thor one that's really fun. Would that be a tricky um, one to design for? Because as you said, I mean, he doesn't get a lot of love, and, and I, I think it's because he's, you know, we're talking about a Norse god. So is it just because of the nature <laughs> of the character that made made that a bit of a challenge to come up with some something fashionable, you know, that, that people could wear? Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not quite sure. I mean, he's, 
you know, maybe it's because his, I don't know, I, I think that if he, the character of Thor has been so interesting because as we've all seen, I mean, he's taken quite a crazy arc over the past three movies. And um, I think in the, um, but certainly in this last movie uh, was really, like a, it was really just, it was a great movie, but it was just so crazy compared to the last one. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, maybe his, uh, it's because he doesn't have a distinct logo. I mean, he's got the hammer, um, but, you know, maybe because he's not as, uh, I don't know, maybe market friendly that there's not as many pieces. I don't know. I'm not quite sure, but we're going to figure that out. We'll, we'll, we'll find out Yeah, <laughs> with our, with our own piece, what, what the yeah. deal is. And so, um, yeah, so we got that. Um, we had a, uh, a Black Panther piece coming out. Nice. And, um, yeah. And, um, we have a, um, what else we have? We have a couple of ladies pieces coming out as well. We have a counterpart, um, uh, women's, uh, Black Panther piece address. Yay. And a, um, we've got a really, I'm really excited about, we have a really fun, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy piece coming out. We just actually teased this on our uh, social uh, a couple days ago. But, um, yeah, really excited about a, a Guardians of the Galaxy piece. It's going to be sort of retro 80s, and uh, nice. uh, which is really fun because, you know, who doesn't love the 80s? And so I'm really, really pumped about that. Fantastic. I'm assuming that uh, once yeah. once all these get unveiled over uh, uh, in San Diego Comic-Con that you will then be pushing them on your website. Is that correct? Yes, for sure. I mean, we'll actually, um, the, we'll actually unveil the collection. I mean, it'll, it'll, uh, we'll have some, we'll, we'll have a, a, a basic set of picks um, that we will reveal online uh, right before the show. Um, because we know that like, in order for fans that want to, I mean, they'll want to see, they want to know in how much to, cash they got to bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. In, in order to want to get them to our booth, they, we want to be able to show them, hey, this is what we have. So well, we, it will post online uh, right before the show. Um, but then, you know, we'll, um, we'll do, take all of our – most of it's pre-order. Um, we do have some, some of the items that will be available to, to take. But most of it's for pre-order. It's in, it's in production. And, um, uh, and then we'll um, continue the um, whatever's – Left in pre-order will post online um, for sale after the show. Fantastic. So since we're uh, on that subject, uh, let me ask this. Is there any social media presence? I mean, I did mention that there was a website, but and you did talk a little bit about social media. So what's the, the different social media presence that is out there for Hero Within and the different lines of clothing that you have? Yeah, so our different accounts, our, our primary ones are uh, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram and Facebook, and so for both Instagram and Twitter, it's uh, here within Inc. Inc. And uh, you can you basically we'll be doing updates throughout the whole the whole week of Comic Con. Uh, besides just what's going on at our booth, we'll have uh, writers that are kind of covering the the show, what's what's happening, um, the latest and greatest. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. On just if you just you know search here within, uh, we'll pop up. And um, and then also our blog on our website, where all of our content will be directed. Besides the the reveal of the the clothing, uh, throughout the week we'll be covering kind of news and panels and doing kind of like daily updates on our on our blog. So definitely you can catch us there. Uh, at at the show we'll also be um, besides our Marvel collection, we'll be 
making available all of our uh, DC stuff as well. So uh, definitely encourage anyone who's uh, a fan of either one to come by our booth. And our booth number is uh, 2047, so 2047. And this is pretty cool. We um, we announced a, let's see, was it earlier this week that we are doing uh, the release of our uh, Superman blazer for um, – as one of our exclusives, oh, cool. we did a um, we did a uh, 80th anniversary blazer. Oh, it's beautiful! Uh, so, yeah, and uh, the cool thing is that it's going to be on display at the DC Comics booth this year. Oh, so cool. uh, definitely, um, yeah, go by the DC booth. And as anyone knows, that's there. The DC booth is probably the the busiest booth at the show, mm. and um, and so it'll be proudly on display. And super excited about that. Uh, and then, oh, lastly, um, we're doing a, um, a charity auction with, um, we're developing, we're, we're collaborating with a, um, a designer. Her name is Letal Platt, and we're designing two pieces that are made from the, the Warner Brother swag bags. And so these are like two, two, uh, a men's jacket and a women's jacket that are made purely out of the swag bags from this year. Wow. And, um, and so we're we're basically crafting those as sort of like art pieces, and uh, we're gonna uh, have those available for silent auction throughout the week at our booth, and to go towards uh, our cause, which is providing age-appropriate uh, comic books for kids in foster care here in Orange County. Oh, that's fantastic! Cool. That Excellent, absolutely wonderful. Well, yeah. Tony, this has been really great to talk to you for an extended period this time, and and. Find yeah. out all the new stuff and the great things that are going on. We wish you really great luck here at uh, and, yeah, great success, uh, success, yeah. And thank you. Well, for, thank you so much, and yeah. thank you for your support. And uh, you guys are awesome, and I love seeing you guys at the shows. And we'll miss you, at, you know, San Diego, but we can't wait to uh, see you next oh, time. We'll, we'll cross we'll paths some, again. Yeah, we'll be someplace. Well, thanks for being on the show this time, Kim Tony. All righty, thank you so much. Hey guys, my name is Gigi Edgley. I play Tiana on Farscape and I'm the host of Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. And you're listening to the amazing, awesome, amazing, 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 brilliant, perfect, wonderful 2K Geeks. Can we hire her to be our (laughs) spokesperson? Yeah. Wow. That would be great. Here's a few selected birthdays for July 16th through July 22nd, 2018. July 16th, Ginger Rogers and Orville Riddenbacher. July 17th, Phyllis Diller and Art Linkletter. I didn't realize that it was Art Linkletter's birthday. No way, you're right. And he was there when Disneyland uh, Disney opened in 1955. Yeah, 63 years ago. And a good friend of ours, Tom King, who we're going to... We keep trying to meet, and we're going to cross paths in... Uh, someday. Someday. And Scott Miller, July 18th, Paul Verhoeven, and Vin Diesel. I am Groot. Right. And John Glenn. July 19th, Howard Schultz, who we wouldn't have coffee without. Benedict Cumberbatch, Brian May. Awesome guitarist. Edgar Degas. And uh, up-and-coming opera singer Zachary Owen and one of my former bosses, Lori Iwanski. Happy birthday, Lori. And I met Zachary. He's a really, really great guy. Yeah. July 20th, Carlos Santana. Another great guitarist. Yeah. Mar- Matt Lancelotti. Love you, Matt. Love you, Matt. And Rebecca Stiles. A She's awesome. classmate of mine. July 21st, Robin Williams. And uh, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway? Ernest Hemingway. Yes. 
July 22nd, Louise Fletcher, Terrence Stamp, Alan Menken, Don Henley, and James Whale, who we would not have Frankenstein or Bride of No, I wouldn't. So we had about. an eagle and a whale. An eagle and a whale. There we go. How about that? And that's it for the birthdays this time. This is Barbara Dillon, one of the co-hosts of Fanbase Press's flagship podcast, The Fanbase Weekly. During the Fanbase Weekly podcast, the co-hosts and I discuss the top geek news stories of the week. In each episode, we are joined by special guests from all across the pop culture spectrum to get their take on what's happening in geekdom. Past guests have included Jeffrey Thorne, writer of Leverage and the Librarians, DC All Access's Jason Inman, Debbie Lynn Smith of Chimera Press, Xena Warrior Princess executive producer Stephen L. Sears, Ashley V. Robinson of Geek History Lessons, and many, many more. Join us for an episode of the podcast that celebrates fandoms on a weekly basis. A new episode of the Fanbase Weekly is released every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or look for the podcast at fanbasepress.com. Go give a listen to Fanbase Weekly over at fanbasepress.com and our friends Barbara and Bryant Dillon. They're going to be at Comic-Con as well, releasing an, uh, the new Margins graphic novel. Everybody's going to be at Comic-Con. Yeah, except, except us. us. Nope, 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 nope. No feedback this time. No feedback. Because we're recording early. So, uh, but everybody can comment on our Facebook page. You know the drill on how to comment at tggeeks.com, or you can call 469-TG-GEEKS. That is 469-844-3357. And please play nice. Yeah, baby. They're like two gay geeks. They're together, you know. They're two gay guys, and they're geeks. Is that okay? Well, we don't have a regular second segment. We do have another interview for you, so we're going to get right to it. And this time we welcome back our good friends, Neil and Jaina Halford of Swords and Circuitry. I always say that. Uh, Swords and Circuitry Studios and Uncharted Regions. Yeah, welcome you're back Freudian, to the show. Your Freudian slip is showing. <laughs> I know, it is. It ain't pretty I either. Like the circus tree. I think I like the Circus Tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> circus Tree. <laughs> well, you know, if you look really closely on Facebook and you look up TG Squared Studios, I listed it as a circus. Oh, you will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway. So I'll bring my big honky nose and, you know. <laughs> um. There you go. Okay. I'll try to practice tight wire stuff. Yeah. yeah. So on this uh, all Comic-Con International in San Diego episode that we have here. I hate that we, name. I, I know, but. It, it, is, what it, it is. is the official name, so no, we have to say it. Official. So we can call it San Diego Comic Con from now on. Now that I've said the official name, we can refer to it by the generic. So just make sure you put a hyphen in the middle of it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. While we're speaking. <laughs> While we're speaking, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's harder to see the hyphen on the radio. Mm, exactly. Or, uh, Unless you actually say it's San Diego Comic Hyphen Con. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then they'll be really upset with you. Invention of people that like hyphens. Yes. Yes. Funny hyphens. So since we're doing this San Diego Comic Con episode, why on earth do we have you guys here again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, then he would ask that. So yes. Um, <laughs> so. Um, this year, um, uh, we are once again uh, doing panels at Comic-Con. This year, we're really excited because this is the first year that we uh, have officially been uh, invited to uh, have one of our episodes of Uncharted Regions. Ooh, um, very nice. Nice. And which, of course, uh, for viewers of, of yours who uh, might not have, have heard your previous shows with us before, is an audio drama series sort of in the spirit of uh we we say it's sort of like twilight zone on the radio right uh on the internet or wherever this ends up being but Mm. (laughs) um but uh it's a uh, again a, a classic sort of audio drama series and so uh uh you know uh we are really happy that for this particular episode uh we had invited and and she in, in crazily enough accepted uh, an invitation. So we have Gigi Edgley, uh, who uh, of uh, Farscape fame. Yeah, um, we talked to Gigi. And so we're, what we talked to Gigi on the the show here. Yeah. Oh, a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh, she was amazing. Yes, she as is always. Charming and wonderful, isn't she? Yeah. So who else and do you have the, involved with this? So who else we have involved with this? So. Um, we also have uh, the other, of course, Jane and I will be on, so we're going to present the episode, and um, after it's over with, then Jane and I are going to uh, be, uh, uh, bring out a panel, so Jane and I will both be on it, and we have, who else is on our panel? Randy Davison, who's one of our leads, along with Tamara al say al say yes. And, 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 um. Larry Larry Nemechek um, may or may name. not show up. We're, we're, we we don't really know about Larry at the moment because Larry, of course, uh, it was uh, a uh, the writer of the Star Trek uh, Communicator. He was on Star Trek Continues, mm-hmm. um, but Larry may have a conflicting panel. We don't know at the moment, but it, it sounds like it might be crashing into a Star Trek Discovery panel. Which, of course, if that's the case, he's going to be. He has to be at that. that. Yeah, but um, all of our lead, all of our lead performers will be there. Our three, our three, our, leads. our three, three leads will be there, and we're we're really excited about it. They're um, they're awesome people, and uh, Randy Davison um, is um, very much a, a geeky kind of guy, and he is thrilled to be on a Comic Con panel. And uh, um, tomorrow will be wonderful. She's she's uh, very engaging, and and of course Gigi. So we're delighted to have our three leads there. And if Larry is able to make it, we'll be glad Larry, to have him aboard. We'll have too. him on the panel. Yes. Um, but um, uh, it's it's this is really nice for us because uh, we've done three previous previews at, at other smaller conventions along the way. Uh, but but Randy was actually out of town for a long time because he had some family stuff going on. Uh, he his mother passed away uh, a couple of months ago, and so he was out of state for our previous three. And so this is actually his first chance to actually be together. So we'll actually have all the the prime cast together for the first time on stage uh, following the the episode this time. Well, that's cool. Um, so you're going to actually play the episode as well. So. Right. So we're yeah, we're gonna play we're gonna play the entire first episode Yay. and then we will have we'll have basically a short Q&A. panel Q and A uh, following uh, following the episode. Oh, cool. Now uh, we Keith and I had the pleasure of hearing it when we were down uh, in Weedon Con, 
And yes. uh, not to necessarily take a peek behind that curtain, but um, it was it, it was sort of known that uh, poor Neil, you were really scrambling to get uh, as much of this thing as uh, presentable as possible. Yes, <laughs> it was a very much a rough cut, but, yeah. but we did have all the audio there, um, and so yes, it'll be further refined for Comic Con. Yeah, Yay. for for Comic Con, you know, because I, you know, as we've been going along, I've been trying to. Uh, to get the music finished for the episode, it's been complicated because uh, my mother has not been in the best health, and so I've, I'm kind of bopping back and forth between Oklahoma and our home here in San Diego, and so trying to get it done and uh, just uh, other miscellaneous tweaks on on it to to make it sound as good as possible. Because obviously, Comic Con we will will uh, uh, be on a, on a much larger stage than we've been so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, uh, I'm very determined to make sure that the sounds is as as good as possible, um, so that everyone is uh, gets the the benefit of of hearing what the episode should really sound like. But uh, it already sounds better than it did when you guys heard it at Weed and Gone, and of course now it has music underneath it. I'm still finishing the the, the uh, last bits of music for it right now. A few final scenes. Yeah, the last couple scenes. Well, it sounded pretty awesome. I mean, just. I, I was intrigued by the story, you know. <laughs> so, you you've well, added. Hopefully, that's that's yeah. good because if you're not, well, then I, the rest of it's sort of pointless. Well, it's I I must say, you know, even though I've obviously heard this a few times, that was a few times. It, the story does hold up very well. It's 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 a, you know you did a good job. It's a well crafted story, and I can't say enough good things about our performers. We have wonderful actors. Right. Yeah, I I. I the, the thing about it is whenever you're doing something like this, particularly since it's not an ongoing series, of course, we've done uh, two two episodes before this. There was uh, Someday Over You, which is what we premiered at the Horrible Imaginings Film Festival uh, last year. And then we had an episode called Trail of Fears, written by our good friend uh, Harris Orkin. And uh, so those two are, are kind of in the can. And so we have this third one we're working on. And then we have a fourth um, that uh, we'll be taping hopefully in the next couple of months uh, called Haven. And we'll probably make an announcement about that at the panel. Yes. We'll have, nice. we'll, we'll have more details about who's going to be in it, et cetera, ready. So we will have a, a special announcement at the yeah, – I'm yeah. anticipating. We're, in, we're hoping we're going to be able to make that. We're, we're not entirely sure that we can, but, but, but we are about 95% sure that we can do right. that at the panel. So the, the Trail of Fears, that has not been released yet. Is that correct? No. No, it has not okay. been released. Right. So, I, I didn't. I uh, didn't think so. I thought I we don't know I this one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I'm sure we would have heard it. That one. <laughs> that, that one is is basically done, except for the fact that uh, it still needs some music underneath it. There is a little bit of music in it right now, uh, but we're uh, we're still in the process of of trying to get some music laid under that one because uh, that one <clears throat> that one episode was directed and produced by by Harris's. Uh, because uh, he, he actually has a recording studio and, and he does audio dramas and things on his own, so he did it. And so, uh, we in order to, to make it match match the way the other our other episodes are, right, we need to go back and do another pass on the music. Not that the music in there was bad; it's just the fact that that they were only sort of using it as transitions between scenes, and we score everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so um, anyway, but but uh, it's a really great episode. Uh, looking forward for folks being able, uh, getting an ch- opportunity to listen to that one as well. Cool. Well, also, it being a, <coughs> being a, a Western 
um, set horror, that gives a little different flavor than some of the other things we're doing. So that's no, a, a space so western. These, yes. these haunted hills is definitely kind of kind of a western vibe to it too. It does, but but theirs is more of the traditional is, out on the range. Yeah, well, you know, theirs oh, is actually I western on, on Earth. You know, uh, not, I see. Not another, Ours is ours is another planet. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. The space western. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that was just that's the most cool thing is a, this space western. You know. Well, so mm. uh, for anybody who is listening to this and maybe a they can't make it out to San Diego because they're like on the other side of the globe, um, give us a little hint as to what is the story of these haunted hills. Um, the story of these haunted hills uh, involves a character who is sort of a science researcher. She's a works basically sort of agriculture station on Mars on a, a terraform planet. And uh, during a, the midst of a kind of evolving political crisis that's going on, on her planet, she basically uh, encounters um, the unexplained. The unexplained. Uh, uh, and it, it, it actually brings up a bit of a family mystery uh, that, that her uh, father has been missing for some time, and uh, and so one of the, something about the events in this particular episode uh, kind of dig up uh, the what what happened to her father who's been missing for a number of years. Well, also to me, it it brings up that interesting issue of some of the most some there's there are aspects to being human that are not fully explained by science at least not by this point so you have somebody who whose life is based on logic and reason and science and she comes across something that is beyond coincidence and so it's i I like that topic i like her dealing with that because it's it, we we are complex creatures, and we don't fully understand everything that's that's going on with us. And so, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I like that part of it a lot. Yeah. So there may be a, a little bit of spoilery there for both of us, but but I think that's kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, it's 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 uh it's very definitely kind of in the twilight zone mode of things. There are some things that happened along the way that are, that are very strange and bizarre. And, well, I was and, going to say, me saying that somebody encounters the unexpected could be said in pretty much yes. everything we're doing. Yes. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> but um, but anyway, but it's it, it is very very much a character story. It's very much about the relationship of the three main characters and sort of each one of them coming from a different place and defining sort of what family is and what, you know, uh, what trust is about. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's sort of, you know, more of the, the English school, you know, thematic kind of things that we're dealing with in it. Well, also the way that the three main actors play against each other, I think is very good because um, Randy Davison's character of the sheriff is a really good counterpart to the more expressive um, lead of Alice that Gigi plays, yes. and then um, Tamara that plays a 13 or 14 year old girl who has, is the right age for the part. Yeah. Um, she and and Gigi play very well against each other. I I actually think that uh, you know both in real life and in characters, one is like a younger version of the other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's uh, in, in terms of personality. 
maybe not always viewpoint, but personality. So anyway, it's it's very fun the way the characters work together. Yeah. So you have uh, mentioned, I I think, if I'm not if I recall correctly, that yeah. all of these stories are in the same universe. Is right. That correct? I remember hearing something about that too. Uh, well, or, or, no, not not that all the stories are in the same universe. You may have heard me make, make mention the fact that oh no 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 oh, I, I know, know what it is I know what it is, know what it yes. is. yes 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 I remember <laughs> case, now case right. of evil is the same, same universe, universe as, as um, um, oh good grief that that first one the yeah yes uh, the case of evil and someday over you yes uh, yes which was the, it was the first episode so the case of evil was a uh, sort of noir horror short that Jane and I did uh, in 2014. And um, how we got to know you guys in the first place. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that particular episode and the case of evil, or the case of evil and Sunday Over You, uh, both exist in the same universe. Yeah, that was uh, what it was. And I, if if you if you listen really careful to some uh, carefully to Sunday Over You, we make mention of the main character from the case of evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this was yeah, a I, conscious I, design. Pardon? Was this a what? conscious design to actually have those two be in the same universe? I mean, I, I, I love the idea of universe building. I'm always fascinated by that kind of idea. And, the, and here you're taking a, a radio short or, or a, a, presenta- a show that is radio, you know, radio type uh, uh-huh. and then mixing into the same universe as is this phenomenal black and white short film. Seems like that, that's not the, the first thing that I think a lot of people would make that connection with. So when it came time to doing uh, Somewhere Over You, was that the intention of putting this in the same um, universe as Case of Evil? Somewhere Over well, see, the here's, Case, yes. Here's the, here's the weird convoluted history of this. We're good at that kind of thing. <laughs> so, no um, wonder we like you guys so even, much. So even though Someday Over You was only recorded in 2014... Um, or 20, uh, uh, in 2014. Well, you recorded Case of Evil was 2014. No, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, even though uh, uh, the Case of Evil was 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 shot in in 2014, uh, Someday Over You is actually predates it from 1973 um, or some crazy something like no, that. No, not 73. <laughs> <laughs> you were home uh, wow. elementary school. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was I was slobbering onto my television set watching. Skylab, uh, probably, um, but um, but no, this was in 1984. Um, I uh, actually, when it, whenever I had just graduated from high school, I actually created this radio series because I'd started a job at a, a radio station that didn't really care what we did with a production studio, uh, and so we created the what was really the first run of Uncharted Regions back in in the. Uh, uh, which ran intermittently between 84 and 89, basically whenever I had spare time. It was uh, – and when we, whenever we had a script and we could pull friends together. Um, but Someday Over You was actually an episode that I wrote uh, – again, uh, it was an episode that we actually didn't get a chance to, to, to record back in the day because uh, I was uh, – it got written towards the end of my tenure at the, the radio station, and ultimately it sat on a shelf. And over the years, I kept on kind of adapting ideas from it. We, I came up with a with a 
story with Jaina, we came up with a web series idea called Scratch, which was based on it, uh, which introduced a certain element that actually shows up in the case of evil, because when we decided we wanted to make uh, a short, we actually pillaged Scratch for elements, <laughs> turned that into the case of evil, ah. uh, and then and then when we finally came around and decided to start doing the radio uh, to kind of reboot my old radio drama series, uh, I then went back and referenced the case of evil <laughs> in Someday Over You. Um, but there is quite a bit more world built if we're ever able to do scratch. Yeah. We've got a whole whole thing, but that's an expensive production. It's a road piece. We need specific types of cast members with specific skills, such as being able to play blues guitar. So it's yeah, there's about six episodes of that web, ser- web series that are written that are kind of sitting on a, uh, you know, in a folder right now. And it would just be a matter of figuring out how to fund it because it would be a fairly expensive little piece of something to shoot. Well, when uh, we win the lottery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When we win the Powerball, exactly. we'll make sure to fund it. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's basically a road picture. And um, and so it it would in, involves a lot of different locations and getting you know rights to various pieces of music and all this kind of stuff and so I've thought about audio doing that audio but I think there's a lot of beautiful visual that we'd lose with that it yeah, would be wonderful to do there's some imagery and stuff that would be really awesome to get on film so I, I would love it if we if we if people ever could see scratch though I I'm actually really proud of that particular piece of work but yeah. um Anyway, well, so this that's is... the long, long story is that, that Someday Over You is actually older than Case of Evil, but whenever we decided to uh, to actually get down to recording that episode, I kind of retroactively uh, went back and inserted a reference to the short uh, just because it's kind of a perversal thing of, of the fact that this they, it all came out of the same soup. Yeah, um, okay. I tease, I tease Neil about being his own intern because he's collaborating with his, you know, teenage to early 20s self yeah. as, he, as he does this. It's very timey-wimey. Well, that's pretty cool. Yes, very. We're, oh, very. We're, yes. we're really excited that uh, you're really making some waves with this Uncharted Regions and your old-time radio dramas that, because I think that you you made a, a big splash with uh, Someday Over You. And, Which was amazing and at Haunted Haunted Hills, And you have some really exciting things coming up and some wonderful people to write for you and be in the episodes that we can't talk about, you know, Not yet. <laughs> all this kind of yes. stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, say that's that. Like I say, we 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 may or may not have have an announcement uh, at Comic Con. Like I say, we're we're working, we're, on it. we're working on it. We're like I say, we're about ninety ninety five percent there. I just we don't want to say it until we know we can say it. So. Right, right. Well, that makes perfect sense. So in the meantime. Because, uh, yes. you know, as I said, you can't uh, Comic-Con coming up. But for those people who will not be able to attend Comic-Con and they want to know more about all things Uncharted Regions, what kind of social media presence is there? Are you on the Facebooks, okay, so we, the, the Twitters? We are, we are in a few places. We have, of course, an official website, which is just unchartedregions.com. Uh, if you are on Facebook, we also have a Facebook page for Uncharted Regions. And if you're on Twitter, uh, you can find us uh, at Uncharted Region singular. singular because I don't have enough character for. S- oh, <laughs> you don't have enough so, character. S- <laughs> so, so there's not enough room for this. So uh, apparently on on Twitter we only have one region that's uncharted. Um, We're talking about the letter S, not a euphemism. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> For anybody out there who wasn't quite sure what we're all talking about, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. And so, um, 
Uh, I, I probably should get on getting uh, us uh, a Instagram account, but for an Instagram account for a radio series seems a little absurd. But um, well, <laughs> okay. well, you can always so post photos of the people off. in the studio as you're recording it. Well, we, we have well, we have those photos, and and of course uh, we're really excited. We have a photographer that that has been. Uh, dutifully following us around and taking pictures at our various panels, and so we'll have some fabulous pictures to share from Comic Con, I'm sure. Uh, that's Peggy Warney, um, and uh, she um, uh, she's actually uh, 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 um, amazing photographer. We just been really luck- lucky with everything that she's given us, and so we're looking forward to having her Fantastic. with us again. So, when is the panel at uh, Comic Con? So the panel, the panel is going to be Friday, October. No, October. October. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll be there. We can we can make it in October. We just can't make it in July. <laughs> no, no, no. It is Friday, July twentieth at three p.m. in the Neil Morgan Auditorium of the of the San Diego Public Library. Ah. And and this is a free event, non badge event, correct? Um, no, I mean it's, it's unfortunately it's one of those things that that that. Oh no, there was had, there was another one that I sorry. We had wrong information. We had wrong information. Oh, um, okay. And, I, I and believe so, in the past it was anything at the library was open, but we've been told that they are cracking down and we'll be checking badges. Yeah, so you have to have a Comic Con badge. So unfortunately, unless you are registered for Comic Con or you have a really good friend. Uh, Mm. Um, uh, you uh, won't be able to see this. So this is will only unfortunately be open to people who have uh, who have their Comic Con badges. Um, Can we use but, last year's? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, you know we've been doing these previews at conventions mainly to kind of uh, spread awareness about the series because even though we have been kind of doing this as one-offs, eventually these will land on either a radio station. Um, we want a terrestrial broadcast radio station if we can get it because we want we want national right. exposure. Um, uh, and then, if failing that, uh, we may go to Audible or iTunes or something else like that. So eventually, all thirteen episodes of the of the first season will be available for people to listen to, uh, and you don't have to have a special super secret badge. Uh, in order to to hear them, but maybe a combination of, yeah. of things like Audible and then some radio home. We'll have to see um, what we get. I'm hoping that uh, with uh, us potentially starting recording on our next episode, probably within the, within the next month or so, uh, that goes well. Then we'll have a new episode to start touring uh, the conventions, um, maybe this fall. Yeah. And then maybe more of a package to present to see if we can get yeah. get this get this landed somewhere. Very yeah. nice, cool. Well, thank you, Neil and Jaina from Uncharted Regions for being on the show this time. Thank and you. Thank you so much for having us. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Daniel Radcliffe, and I believe that reaching out for help is the bravest thing a person can do. If you are struggling and need support, call the Trevor Lifeline at one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six. It's free and confidential, and trained counselors are there to listen 24-7 without judgment. To learn more about the Trevor Project's life-saving work for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning young people, go to thetrevorproject.org. Re- 
real quickly, we had a couple of things that we're going to run. Uh, Dr. Zombie, week. yeah, Monster Family Physician number four on the 8th. 177, TG Geeks 177 on the 9th. Logan's Run, uh, uh, old classic newly reviewed yeah, on the it. 11th. And New Sushi number 19 on the 13th. Find all of that at tggeeks.com. And the reason we don't have the rest of it, we're recording this early, so we haven't worked it all out yet. And as usual, we got our follow-up items. Check out the widgets on the side of the page. There's several books and things and things to order. Check out Arizona Opera at azopera.org. And as everybody knows, we're huge supporters of independent creators, filmmakers, comic book artists, writers, etc. Please buy their stuff. Check out the Doctor Who Fancast Guide, Byron Nick's Semi-Journal Aggregator, the Arkell Times Post-Dispatch News. You can find them by looking for Doctor Who Talking Who on Twitter, at Talking Who, Michael C. Burgess on Twitter, at Byron Nick, and the Human Arkell, at Arkell. They republish our content. We say thank you. And speaking of Arkell, he is on Tumblr with the incorrect Star Trek Voyager quotes. Check that out. As well as checking out the Facebook group, The Gay Geek, for allowing us to post our episodes and relative stories on their page. We thank them for that Facebook dot com slash groups slash the gay geek with special thanks to moderator jeremiah reeves for giving us permission to share our content there thank you jeremiah and thank you to everybody that's clicked on our amazons keep doing it keep doing it please 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 and lastly check us out on krypton radio at 3 a.m and 3 p.m pacific time please rate us and review us on itunes and subscribe to our youtube channel Well, next week, we're going to have an exciting interview for you. We've got two kind of in the can, but I haven't decided which one we're going to do. It could be either an agent, a literary agent, or somebody from the Phoenix Film Festival. Either. Either. They're both. We'll see. Okay, that should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article for this webcast episode. We're going to have several links on the page. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook page or our website, tggeeks.com, where you can leave us, or you can leave us a voicemail at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. From TG Squared Studios, I'm Keith Lane. Thanks for listening. Please be kind to yourself and others around you. Peace. Cheers.